welcome back to the Paranormal Rabbit Hole, boys and girls. Thank you for stopping by and listening. Um, you know, we're just back in action for a weekly show again. And I know that this show's title is kind of going to push some buttons. Beep, 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 bloop. But it has to be done. Um, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and kind of kick this bad boy off. With a uh, pre-show preamble. Yep, got to do it, got to do it. The Paranormal Rabbit Hole is on Instagram at the Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. Type that into your search bar, all one word, no spaces. And you can get there, follow us there. We post about the show, except for last week when I posted it on the wrong page and completely missed it and didn't realize it until Sunday. And I was like, oh, well, shoot. So, yeah, that happened. And I posted on the wrong page. But go ahead and follow us there. We post about the show. Also, go ahead and scroll down to the bottom. Give us a five-star because, unfortunately, like a retail setting, the five-star is all that matters. That's right. The podcasting promotional companies only care about seeing five stars. That your show is great. That means that everybody wants to listen. And I know you do. I see you. I see all of our listeners, which I love you guys. You guys are great because you listen to me. Um, and I give you information sometimes. Uh, this episode is opinion. <laughs> to me, it's opinion. Um, but yeah, go check us out and, and on Instagram. Go ahead and give us a five-star as well. It really helps out the show, really helps us grow and get out there. And unfortunately, five is all they count. If you get anything below a five, they're like, what did you do wrong? And you're like, nothing? I said some things in a Bigfoot episode? I didn't know that would make me a bad person? <clears throat> but anyways... Um, yeah, so let's get into it, guys. So, um, you know, it's been a busy week. Last couple of weeks we had snow and crazy things like that. Well, actually, last the week before we had snow and the week after we had a little bit of snow and then a shit ton of rain. So everything is just sliding around on mud up here. Um, no, no not really. Um, the cryptids are running around in the mud trying to gather traction, like a cat scattering across the floor. Um, it's crazy. Uh, the Warren's getting flooded. No. Anyways, uh, let's talk about today's episode. And today's episode might upset some people. Why? Because, look, in the paranormal community, we all set about to accidentally upset somebody. Because there's always something that one group or certain people in certain groups in their own group don't believe of their own group's type. Like aliens or cryptids or ghosts or... You know, things like that. So with the cryptid community, some people do believe in Bigfoot. Some people don't. Some people believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Some people don't. Some people believe in spirits. Some people don't. Alien people think that ghost people are weird. Ghost people think that alien people are weird. Cryptid people think that alien and ghost people are weird. Uh, alien ghost cryptid people think that everybody else is weird. And the people that just love all paranormal are like, what is going on? I don't understand. There's so much happening at this convention. But no, um, it is. There's always something. And and I found that as I was doing research for a couple of stories on Bigfoot, I, I had some issues that were coming up with some things. Now, one of the stories didn't really have, I didn't have any issues with. It was just kind of interesting and I thought really cool. Um, and that's about this guy who gets kidnapped by Bigfoot and there's tobacco involved <clears throat> and that all sorts of 
uh, mouth noises are going to come from me tonight because for some reason, every time I do a podcast, that happens. No, uh, <laughs> just because last week and this week, it's just heavy um, clearing my throat. So I apologize again for that, folks. I know you don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing it. But um, I was doing some research and just a lot of things started popping up and a lot of things started kind of pointing themselves out in bold of what I couldn't kind of, I couldn't get around the oddness of it. And just when I started researching these Bigfoot stories and other Bigfoot stories and Bigfoot encounter stories, I started noticing multiple things that pop up similar, uh, multiple things that, you know, are being, you know, noticed in the kind of mythos, if you will, of Bigfoot, in the the, the lore and legend, moreover. So to start off, I, I kind of want to pick, and I, I've done this before, I've, I've picked at the Patterson-Gimlin film, but just this, ju- I, I'm using this as an example to show that, you know, Bigfoot people will fiercely defend and find something for you know people have you know made still frames of the patterson gimlin film and it just doesn't make it any more believable that it is a bigfoot it makes it just as believable that it's a man in a suit and it's it's one of those things that i'm using as an example to show the fierceness though because they still believe that this is the greatest proof that there's bigfoot i'm like it's one bigfoot one guy in a suit walking through the woods because the Bigfoot lore was there before. It's not like it wasn't, you know, that came, we did a show about it. It, The the lore comes from, uh, loggers and, and lumberjacks. That's it. It started coming from them because they saw big, you know, footprints. So the legend was already there. These guys could do it, create a hoax, make some money off of it, uh, and, and you know, have fun. And I know, I think, I'm not sure if it was Patterson or Gimlin that uh, actually just wanted to be left alone about it. One of them wanted to be left alone, and then later on in life was like, oh, you know, I mean, it is, it did happen. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it, I, if I remember correctly, one of them just didn't want to talk about it at all. It was like, you know, go do your thing, put it out there talk about it, believe me out of it. <clears throat> and I know that he was um, kind of wanting to stay out of it. So that kind of made it for me, that made it a little more obvious that he didn't, you know, he, he had hoaxed. They, that makes it for me a little more obvious that it's a hoax because one guy's like, look, we're just bullshitting people and I'm done. I did the thing. Leave me, leave me alone, you know? And, and so, but people still defend that film fiercely, fiercely. So, here we go. Um, the the one thing that the the, uh, the claims that I noticed of Bigfoot, the evidence of Bigfoot being in the area, or you know when Bigfoot's nearby, these are the things that I've started note. These are the things that I started noticing that I wanted to kind of pick at today and go over with you guys and kind of almost debunk a little bit. You know. Um, now, one of them is, of course, the most produced form of evidence of Bigfoot 
Um, you know, hairs, I know hairs are a, a really big thing nowadays. I know that they are a huge evidence thing, but it hairs can be from anything and they can be diluted. So you can't really expect hair evidence to go well. If they say, oh, it's an unknown sample. Then that means pretty much probably means that they can't tell which DNA it is. You know, because the strands are so broken down and diluted. And they can get diluted and broken down. So, that's the plaster cast of the footprint. Guys, I know, I know the footprints are probably the best thing. And I, I for one, have seen the plaster cast of the Yeti print that Josh Gates got. And I would love for that to be real. Do I think it is? No. Do I think something just kind of stepped in a pile of rocks and then slid around a little bit and made a bigger, wider print? Maybe. Could it be been a Yeti? I'd be more willing to accept a Yeti exist uh, kind of because they th- there's a lot of supernatural lore behind the Yetis. So it, it's a little bit more of a, I don't know, there's a little bit more for me there than there is for Bigfoot which I know people are like, oh, Yeti is a type of Bigfoot. I think they're two separate things. I I personally think they're two separate things. Um, But the cast, the plaster cast was amazing. Do I think it was real? No. I I think maybe some kind of bear or large animal that, you know, has paws like that slid forward, you know, jumped down the rocks and slid forward and created a bigger mark than they intended to because they were just kind of, dropping down and slid and it just looks like a a bigger press down or boom, boom, boom. Maybe they, you know, rolled their foot and then I don't know, but it just, there's, there are bear tracks that kind of look similar where bears have put their feet down in the mud and pulled back and it'll, and they'll just kind of, you know, do that and pull back and it'll look like toes. It'll look like that. And then they'll just kind of walk forward and mash it down and it looks like a footprint from a Bigfoot and it does look pretty close. If you catch them doing these, if you catch these certain prints now, the, the, the thing that I will admit is some, uh, and of course, again, I'm about to just kind of shred it a little bit is the dermal digits and the ridges. Some of those are pretty good, but again, you can make plaster casts. You can make casted foot bottoms. And for God's sakes, we have people that at home can do makeup. That's amazing. Like bloody makeup, uh, outfits and stuff like that you can uh cosplay outfits cosplay armor you could make a fake bigfoot foot with dermal ridges you could carve imitation dermal ridges into a thing and have it simulate dermal ridges so and and then put rubber over a stretch rubber over like stretch rubber over a carved wooden foot or spray something over it there are several ways And, and you can only do it get better with what we have available for you know public consumption for like making things like 3d printers and stuff like that. You can only get better at it, but people have been doing that for years of making false feet, making false footprints. So it, it, it stands to, to reason that they would only get better over time to try and prove something or to try and make money off of something like a Bigfoot museum or, Hey, come check these out. I'll only charge you 20 bucks to come into my house and check out my Bigfoot footprints. It's kind of sketchy, a little weird, you know, but well, eh. I've seen weirder people. So there you go. Um, Now, if you said Star Wars collection, I'm in. 
Star Wars collection, I'm in. Uh, Giant Shark Tooth collection, Megalodon Tooth collection, Fresh Megalodon Tooth collection. I'm really in there. Let's talk. Fresh Megalodon Teeth, where are you keeping it? Um, (laughs) Because I want to saddle it up and ride it like an ark. Because I'm an idiot. Um, No, uh, but yeah, it's, hey, Gigantopithecus Bigfoot is in uh, ark as well. But no, it's just the cast things are nuts. I don't believe in the cast whatsoever. Um, and it's just so, it, it's just so easy to dispel. The, the, the plaster casts are easy to dispel. It's, it's that. So <clears throat> moving on. Another one of the things that I researched and found are these bent branch huts or these branched hut-like buildings where they take trees and they kind of bend them all into a thing. And people are like, oh, well, it's it's a Bigfoot home. So here's my issue with that. So this creature who is descended from supposedly Gigantopithecus, the largest land-dwelling ape that ever lived, the greatest great ape that ever lived, or these gigantic Bigfoot-like creatures, these ape-like creatures, are bending branches down. I mean, look at gorillas. Gorillas don't really do that. They will bed underneath it. If it's raining, they'll bed underneath heavy leaf cover and then they will hold something over their head or hide under leaves, big giant leaves. Other than that, they pretty much make a nest on the ground of fallen leafage and they're out in the open. If a Bigfoot is going to take cover, he's not going to bend branches of trees into a teepee type shape with giant gaps in it so that air and rain can get in. Now, I know some people will be like, well, that's where the portal is. That that forms because he's making a portal into another dimension. Well, okay, now, does that portal only work if Bigfoot goes through? That's the only way it works. If Bigfoot goes through, he's the only one that can go through it, and that's the only time it works is when Bigfoot goes through. Because that sounds kind of hokey-ish. Or only Bigfoot can create a portal like he's like Dr. Strange and he has a sling ring. And I'm not saying he needs a sling ring. He could probably have magic powers of his own. He might be a spiritual being, which, you know, I have kind of given that some thought of Bigfoot being some kind of spiritual or being from another shifting plane uh, of existence that can shift into our plane, kind of like Mothman that can shift into our plane of existence. Uh, I've thought about that, and that that see that seems logical, sort of, sort of. Um, and I mean, trust me, guys, I love Bigfoot stories. I love the Battle of Ape Canyon. I think that's awesome. I love that. I think it should be made into a movie, and I think it'd be a great movie. So, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I could do it. I could make that movie easy. I've already got a, f- a few scenes running through my head right now, real quick. So, uh, that being said, I love that, but look, 
like the whole weird magic thing kind of sounds like a puff up excuse for why you can't find any of them. And like, look, I watch finding Bigfoot and they annoy me greatly with, with some, we're going to get into some of the things that they talk about as evidence for Bigfoot that kind of make me go, no, stop. You have no proof of this. And that's the biggest thing guys is you have no real, but the big and Bigfoot people. I hate to say this, but you really don't have any proof of this. Like now you come up, if you show me a video of a Bigfoot doing certain, these certain things that we're going to get into, then I will believe it. But until then, I'm not going to believe it because you can just, I can say I saw the Loch Ness Monster. I can say I saw a lake monster tomorrow and people would either believe me or not. I would describe it in detail as, you know, having a long neck and spikes that came out of its back, uh, a horse-like face, but it was a reptile, had a lump, a hump behind it. That must have been its body because it was a large body. Uh, all in all, I'd say it was the size of a Volkswagen Beetle, probably. The back part of the body, you know, where it, 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 you know, I'm describing a plesiosaur pretty much. Um, but it, it's one of those things where, like, you're just kind of given the 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 fan description, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but it, it, it does, it kills me. These, these structures like the Ohio grass, man, a lot of people are like, we've seen these structures, you know, this is it. And it looks to me like a bunch of hillbillies went out into the backwoods to try and convince people that Bigfoot is real and bent some sticks over into a hut looking shape so that they could have some kind of fun and say, Oh man, look, look, all of our Bigfoot friends, this is going to push our Bigfoot friends over the edge and they're going to get really excited and they're going to want to come hang out with us because we're cool Bigfoot people. You know, it's like that to me. That's what I see is people hoax. For me, when I see these branches and these trees bent over into these like TP forms, I think, okay, it's easy to do that to some of these small saplings. Um, heck, and I'll even lump this in too. A lot of the time I will see in documentaries that I'll watch the Bigfoots, oh, they walk around just snapping limbs off branches negating you know rain high winds ice certain things like that storms high winds can break branches uh, a vehicle coming through can break branches uh animals coming through like and being wild and like tearing through like deer running through the forest can break branches they can do that um heck i've i saw one documentary that was like oh we'll see these scratch marks that's proof of bigfoot and the cameraman goes well, I've been in nature documentaries and it looks like deer rut marks. They were like, no, no, no. Deer rut marks would be much lower than this. This is up here, you know, high. And he's like, well, you have these deer here and they're pretty tall. They're up, you know, they can get up. Their antlers can get very big and they can get up to there. They'll rub their antlers on that and it'll create those gouge marks. So I've seen that before and I've seen them do it. And I've seen those exact marks, you know, when they're fresh in the wood. And it's like, no, no, that's Bigfoot. Buddy, guys. Not every, like, just because you see a broken branch that's high up doesn't mean that Bigfoot did it. It probably means that that tree had gotten hit by something strong. A branch may have fallen on, broke it. Several things could have happened. High wind could have snapped it. A fat bird, <laughs> you know, um, a child that went into the woods and climbed on it. Several things can happen to that. You know, it, do I believe that all of that is? No. Do I believe that a majority of it is Bigfoot? No. Do I believe that a majority of it is people going through before they film and snapping branches? Probably. Probably. Um, but you know what? It, it's just part of it. Um, so 
I've already torn this apart before. Um, and I'm going to do it again now is the one thing that really gets me is vocalizations. So we're going to move on to that part now uh, and talk about, you know, Bigfoot vocalizations. So with the vocalizations, there are some that are very, very credible, very believable, and they sound very believable. They sound very animalistic. But some of them also have this sound of like a guy just going, oh, and they just can catch it here. Now, again, I'm going to admit 100%. There are some vocalizations that I've heard that I'm like, that's that's not a guy. What is that? And who can tell me what that is? And I don't want a Bigfoot person. I want an animal expert that's you know been in the wild with several different forms of animal to go, hey, I know exactly what that is. That's a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it does this, and that's why it sounds like this is because it's doing this. Um, I remember watching a film. Uh, it was actually a nature documentary from Canada, I think. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that though, but it was a nature documentary. It was talking about elk. Um, and it talked about this guy. Well, this guy came on and he was going through the documentary. He's like, or no, it, it wasn't talking about elk, but it got to the point where it was talking about elk and their, their bugles, the elk bugle, which is that, you know, terrifying sound that we all heard as kids in the, uh, homeward bound when chance sassy and shadow were out in the woods at night. You know, those were elk bugles. Um, uh, and we're as kids, we were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, uh, but it, it did, it gave us nightmares, but, um, he goes, you know, this, this thing that I never knew is that some elk have this thing from where, uh, I forget what part of the country they're from, but they're from, uh, over in, in, in the, the, either near the middle East or Europe or Russia or somewhere, Europe, somewhere over there. Uh, but it, it, or was it, uh. I can't remember any, but they were from overseas. It's, it's, it's a thing that bugles that are elks that live overseas or style of caribou and elk that live overseas do. And it's very intimidating and very scary. And he goes, I was out in the wilderness by myself and, you know, up here in Canada. And it's like, I hear this roar. And he's like, but it's not like a bear it's not, you know, uh, uh, an elk rutting or, you know, like huffing like they do. You'll hear it. You'll hear that on movies and stuff too. Um, like a triceratops will make that sound in some movies. But not, not all the time, you know, it's just, but it's a weird sound but they, that they make. But then there's this roar that they do. And if you, the only way that this guy knew it was an elk is because a few days later he had come upon a herd and heard one of the bulls doing this. And he goes, Oh shit, that's what that was. Uh, you know, he was like, I, I thought I was actually getting close to Bigfoot because it didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard before, but it was an elk roaring and they make this guttural roar sound. And, I, and so I looked it up online and it's pretty like impressive and intimidating like you can hear it and i guarantee if you're close to it you could feel it in your body um but it kind of sounds almost like something a bigfoot would what people would think a bigfoot would sound like you know and again the vocalizations like i hear the vocalizations of some uh, like the sahara sounds those are i'm sorry those are just guys 
those are just guys out in the woods yelling back and forth gibberish to each other. And it's not, I'm sorry. It's not Bigfoot. That is not Bigfoot. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and call on that one right now. It's not Bigfoot. Those Sahara sounds are no Bigfoot sounds whatsoever. Those are just guys out in the woods having a good time being goofy and saying, let's record Bigfoot. (laughs) You just make weird sounds. I'll make it back. That's what they're doing. This is Hera sounds are nothing more than just a couple of guys getting drunk and goofing off. And I know that's, that's that for some Bigfoot people. I'm blaspheming. I'm sorry, but this is opinion and it's right. So you're going to have to live with it. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, to pick on Bigfoot people even more, uh, it's just the vocalization aspect. Some are believable. The but the, the the small few are believable, but the majority are not. The majority are just either guys or other animal sounds that have kind of been manipulated. And who's to say not all of them have been manipulated? But I mean, like uh, the Clipper Mills, that one's crazy. But then you kind of hear dogs and, and coyotes, so it kind of drowns it out. But it's crazy. But um. It's just a hard sell. Uh, So moving on to the last thing that I kind of came across that really bugged me, and this bugged me about finding Bigfoot, and that is the tree knocking. Guys, tree knocking is the biggest bunch of malarkey bullshit I've ever heard as a proof of evidence. We don't have any viable video of these creatures doing this. Nobody that I've ever seen interviewed on any documentaries, on any documentaries. Now, I don't know about any of you guys out there in the world, and if you have, go on Instagram and tell me different. Go on Instagram and tell me different. But I'm sorry. Right now, you're not going to convince me that tree knocking is Bigfoot. I really love this because... Here's the thing. They go out there with these, and especially on Finding Bigfoot, they go out there with these big production companies and they go, okay, we might have found a Bigfoot because we can hear knocking in the distance. Negating the fact that they have a production company and if you're smart, you'll go, you could have a PA run to a tree like in one of these little vehicles that you guys have hired. Go to a tree and knock on it. Like, fucking mile away and you can say it's a Bigfoot and then have him stand there have it be a tall big big PA and have him stand there with your thermal and be like oh there he is oh we lost him he's gone because editing's easy you know editing is easy and, and that's why with with tree knocks I just I can't I can't do it with tree knocks you lose me with tree knocks a hundred percent because it's just such a bogus claim. Nobody's really seen a big, no, I, I, as far as I know, no one has seen a Bigfoot perform tree knocks. So you can't tell that that that's that. And if you tell people that you believe in Bigfoot and that you hear them hitting on trees, people are going to go out into the woods and they're going to mess with you. They're going to mess with you because as soon as they know that you say, Oh, I, I would, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. I, if I knew somebody believed in Bigfoot, I would dangerous. It's stupid and dangerous, and don't do this unless you know the people that own the property and you're cool with them. But don't do this. Uh, go out into the woods and make knocks and mess with them. 
that's what I would do. I mean, I wouldn't because of what I just said. It's stupid unless you know the person that owns the property uh, and you know that they're not going to shoot you when you're on their property because they're not aiming to shoot Bigfoot, but most Bigfoot people aren't. Uh, but I mean, tree knocks, like what creature goes, okay, let's, let's make it obvious where we are by hitting a log with a, a stick, a big stick on a tree. Uh, let's signal where we are, but let's make it obvious. Let's make it real obvious. Uh, those aren't traceable sounds if we keep doing that. But, you know, I mean, that's that's just me. This is all opinion. But, um, guys, this is all that I've all that I can say is that this is one thing that I cannot tolerate is tree knocks. It seems so bogus. And it seems like it really heavily popped up with the documentaries where people could just kind of show it in the distance of, oh, well, look, there's a tree knock. You hear that? That's a tree knock. And that's it. It really started prominent in the documentary era. So for me, it seems like it's it's fake. Uh, but that's just my opinion, folks. That's all. It's just my opinion. You know, don't sue me um, because it's an opinion. So uh, anyways, boys and girls, that's it for this episode. Uh, I just kind of wanted to go over those things because I was doing research for the show and, and just kind of noticed a lot of sight when a lot of sightings or a lot of you know, Bigfoot experiences go down. A majority of them are tree knocks, these little forts that are noticed and just stuff like that. And I just kind of wanted to address it. So, but anyways, boys and girls, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. And as always, thank you for going down this paranormal rabbit hole with me. Have a great night. Sweet dreams.